Welcome sentient beings from all known universes and beyond. It's time to activate your cranial downlinks and prepare to receive a raft of discussion on a cosmic ocean of science fiction and fantasy topics, interviews with local area genre devotees, and insightful prognostication by our soothsayers of science fiction, our forecasters of fantasy, and any other beings that happen to get caught in our gravity well. This is the Galactic Driftwood Podcast. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Galactic Driftwood Podcast. I'm Bill. I'm John. I'm Linda. I'm Seth. I'm Charles. I'm Jenna. I'm Chris. You know, when we do that, it feels like we should be playing the Brady Bunch music in the background today because we've got holy recorded. Here's a story of a man named Newman. I know someone who could make us a techno version of that. Well, that would be awesome. For our intro opening. Yes, we need to do that. Yeah, we do. Get that to work. Hmm. Well, we could get Audie. We could bring Audie in. There's one. Uh, we'll have to stickers. think. Well, we can also fill squares with what we're talking about today too. Well, that's true. Like stuff, so that's you true. can get creative with it. Or, or it depending on how it's laid out on your screen right now, because I have right now three across the top, three across the middle, we and then Charles is in the middle bottom. He could have go-go dancers on either side of him, <laughs> like silhouettes, <laughs> like some old seventies TV show. I like it. I like it. Uh, that that would resemble my life. <laughs> well, right now, yes. no one can see it, but there are yes, go-go dancers I... dancing in his office off camera. Either mm-hmm. side of it. Nice. So Charles awesome. approves. <laughs> things we like. I think we have some awesome things to talk about today in terms of things we like and we don't like surrounding uh, HBO Max's uh, Snyder cut of the Justice League. Right, you what are. are you Chris. keeping us on point? Hey, I I figured I'd try for once. Chris, that's good. I appreciate that. So, uh, yeah, uh, should we should we let Seth start off talking about what he liked about the Snyder Cut? Because that'll ooh, be a, ooh, that's what that's I a liked. Yeah, that'll be a short episode. <laughs> but Bill, that's not a fair way to start for our audience. You have to no, no, that... in, like like smooth the course, get them prepared first. I mean, no, well, it's I okay. I prepare did... them. Okay. Starting with what he liked. Yeah. Well, he so, doesn't. He doesn't like anything. He's no. Like, that's he's like Mikey true. and Life cereal. <laughs> that is not true. He may not like as much as he probably should, but he does probably. Hey, you like can't tell me how much I. <laughs> You're not my uh, supervisor. All right. So yeah. it did add, like, unlike the unlike the MCU, it did not. Or the or the DCEU has not had time to build out all these characters, so it it is nice to get a little bit of background on these. I don't know quite as much. Hours of it though, uh, like the Flash and uh, and Cyborg, uh, and probably Aquaman too, except. I've got issues with some of the stuff they did for Aquaman. Uh, but, I mean, some of it, yeah. Uh, as much as it got, maybe not. But some of those scenes were nice. Hmm. And some of the visuals were definitely improved over from uh, Joss Whedon's version. And, 
Yeah, that's it. You didn't like the uh, you didn't like the four three aspect ratio. No, that's dumb. That's no, that is dumb. It was so that funny. Uh, so we started it, and Aaron like what? Aaron was like, "What the fuck is this?" Yeah. <laughs> it was like I was like, "Well, this is his vision," and Aaron was like, "So it's not a movie vision? Was this not theater release? This is dumb." Yeah, no, yeah. it's well, supposed to be released in IMAX that everyone can go to. Well, right not just now. not just IMAX, uh, black and white too would would have been no, like this. No, no. so that's that's just Dumb. getting to the point of overly self indulgent. Because if you're going yes. to a movie theater to see a superhero movie, you want colors, you yeah. want the full range, and what well, I don't. Yeah, think you're taking away from the visual. He is visual disrespecting 100%. the artist who spent hours color toning and, yeah. and creating those special effects. Yeah, and then so. he, he, they do all that work and he's like, oh, I'm just gonna black and white that shit. You have to do that, such a change in the color gradient. Yeah, it's, a, it's a little bit tone deaf because he says he does it for like- The fans. To like the fans or whatever. And, I'm, and, and if, you're, if you ever watch this, none of your fans want that. No. No, we don't want it. I, I was like, Zack Schneider fans might want it but justice league fans no and i, I think that's fair full yeah. range of color in my explosions yeah. <laughs> the only the only movie i've watched that um i was happy they filmed it in black and white was young frankenstein right <laughs> other than that no yeah. or the opening it. credit to van helsing the opening scene introducing van helsing was a great throwback oh, to right With, oh, where yeah. it was all going for the classic monster horror movie yeah right. yeah that was cool and so for those things it, it makes sense right right it's a tribute right. to throw back to something that people enjoyed kind of gets you into the feel that you're not doing anyone any favors by doing that with justice league and i i, I think that was I thought the four by three was garbage. Initially, when I saw the trailer, I thought it was just a trailer effect thing they wanted to do. And then when I sat down to actually watch it, I had to pause the movie, go to Google, be what's up with the four by three, and they're like, "Oh yeah, no, the whole film's like that." And it was mind blowing. Take a drink. Yeah, I will say another drink. And then I will say about two hours drink. into the movie, I started to not really notice it uh, for the remaining two hours of the movie, uh, but. Uh, uh, that was a. Uh, I, I was hugely disappointed in that. If the reason he had given was, oh, this is so that even when your cats sit on either side of the TV, you can still see the full movie, <laughs> that would have been a more legitimate reason. You're right. You're absolutely right. <laughs> I would have taken that excuse and I would have been like, there, okay. Now, the I'll, thing I I'll hated was that. the long intro. Well, you've only seen 30 minutes of it so far. Yeah, so don't and it's worry, all in there. It was all intro. <laughs> well, and I think the intro, a lot of that I feel was trying to unscrew a lot of the damage that was done in the in the Whedon version. Yeah, I agree and with that. I also feel like because, uh, to, to uh, I forget who said it earlier, there wasn't a lot of separate movies leading up to Justice League. Um, it was a quick ramp up to bring everybody together. We didn't have individual movies for Cyborg or The Flash or anything like that. Um, they kind of just had to rush into things. Or, or Wonder so, Woman, really, at that time. Yeah, yeah. It was only Man of Steel. And yeah, Batman Man of Steel and, like, really, yeah, Batman v Superman, Wonder Woman. They should have done maybe, um, like, an Arkham slash Suicide Squad for Batman. 
maybe uh, you know a separate kind of cyborg, maybe cyborg and Aquaman movie. I don't know, but they they could have done more leading up to the Justice League so that the Justice League could have been a standard to our film. So did they so, did they film all new or some new footage for this, or did it's just all uh, footage? Very little, very little actual yeah. footage. But there was a lot that was cut out. It's like I was telling look, everyone. Uh, Snyder makes three, four hour movies and then they make them cut them. So the, the footage was there. For this is just a good reason. No, not really. <laughs> yeah, I really? I, I thought so. No, jo- I, look, I no. thought that the job. Whatever you think being... about this is fine. But I, I did watch The Watchmen and then I did watch The Watchmen Director's Cut, which was much longer, like three and a half hours. And it was it better. Was a completely different movie, though. But that's fine. But you have to understand your medium. If you know they're going to tear it apart and it's not going to be your full, complete vision because yeah, that's Hollywood, I, then you need to adapt yes. everything to that expectation so that people can get the the most out of what you're allowed to show. Yep, I've said that before. If you know what the end result's going to be, why even bother filming a four-hour movie for it to be chopped into two? I don't know why he does it. I don't know why he does it. I don't know why Warner Brothers lets him do it. Well, yeah, they I mean, do. They gotta, and they're, like, they're paying money, right, for him to film they, all they're paying yeah, money. And then they look at the film, and it's like, well, let's take out about half of that, and then we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll put it up. And it's like, but they, yeah, I don't know why they keep doing the same thing over and over again, but they do. And yeah. it's a mistake. It is a mistake. It if is. you're going to cut it up like that, then yeah, don't have him make this movie. And what? I will say, well, I wa- in preparation for this episode, I watched both the Joss Whedon Justice League. Thank you. And the Zack Schneider cut, or the Schneider cut. Yeah. And having seen them both pretty close together, I'm going to say that Joss Whedon did about as good with what he had as mm. he could. Yes. And I, I've always agreed with that. And that's why I've always kind of liked their original because given where they started, when they got to the Justice League and having to make that, you can't really do much more to cram into that story. Yeah, also keep in mind too, he like the the level of freedom he probably had with Marvel because he, they were like, we trust you, do whatever versus the political bullshit of Warner Brothers. Do you mean DC? Mm-hmm. But like, that seems like I would get fresh and be like, okay, this is just what you want. This is what you're paying me for. Then here you go. Mm-hmm. Well, it was he? All right, first of all, he had to take over someone else's property, which yeah. is always a pain. In the studio that's and, notorious for cutting. Yeah, yeah. but also, do... would it have been better if Whedon had just shot his own film straight up, just like wiped it all out, and and rather than, or money. should they've gotten someone else? I well, part of do you think? Do you think Christopher Nolan would have been a better director for this one to take Christopher over? Christopher Nolan was one of the producers. If you watch the opening yeah. credits. So well then, what did he say? It's like uh, all right, the opening credits of of which cut of the of the Zack Snyder Justice League. Well, then yeah. he didn't say enough. Can somebody listen to. Can somebody <laughs> give the quick history here because there are so many names that I'm I'm not having paid it. Kind of yeah, right, so I have to assume other people would be the same. There's sure. So oh, no, you're right. Nolan did the Dark Knight Batman trilogy. Mm-hmm. That was kind of the inciting incident for the new uh for the new dceu kind of the christian thing, bale trilogy. movie making yeah. right uh, right christian bale the best batman ever sorry and then now lego batman best batman ever uh <laughs> followed by Keaton, anyway followed by followed yeah. by uh go batman go ahead uh are, are we still doing the timeline timeline yeah. sure okay 
So the wise. And then uh, DC Warner Brothers uh, basically uh, gay or kind of decided that Zack Schneider was going to be their their kind of go man to handle the vision for uh, the Justice League. And so he did Man of Steel and Batman v Superman and started doing the Justice League movie. And then he had a family tragedy. I his daughter died, right? Yeah. It said for Autumn at the end. Yeah. So he had a family tragedy and had to go away from the movie. So the studio then gave... The studio then gave it to Joss Whedon. Mm. And uh, I mean, reactions to Batman v Superman and Man of Steel were bad. Yeah. Uh, mm. And part of what uh, Joss Whedon had to do was do that, like the studio still wanted to be Ju Justice League to be a good, uh, uh, successful movie. But all by that point, all the all the footage had been shot, all of the and a good deal of the post production had been done too. I think, mm -hmm. like the movie was really really close to yeah, being done. It was like an eighty ninety percent done movie. Yeah, did um, reshoots uh, and uh, went through and redid the post processing. It was really expensive, yep. and still. I mean, not a critical box office success, probably, that the studio had been hoping for. No. But, but I mean, not bad. No, it wasn't that no, bad. No, it wasn't a tank by any means. Yeah. No, I mean, none of these are tanks. They're, right. they're all, they all have the star power and the, and whatnot to make them successes, even if action, not... special effects, all that stuff to make them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. it wasn't going to buy the next five films, you know, in terms of uh, cost or anything. But sure, it just to me it really seemed like it was somebody who had to step into a difficult situation, understanding that yeah, I've got four hours, three hours of of, of film footage, but the studio will never let it happen trying to make us a, a coherent shorter movie and then when it didn't do well because it probably wasn't going to be what everyone wanted it to be anyway being laid down as a scapegoat yeah, and then all the other drama about why like it certain characters had to be like their storylines are shortened for the Whedon version we just my thing is we just don't know we don't know why decisions were made what they were what pressures were because these are group projects yeah, oh, yeah. i mean say what you will about joss as a director slash person and everything that's coming to light about him we, he he could at least make a good uh like superhero team movie like that first yeah. avengers is fantastic age of ultron Eh, kind of suffers from some some of the Whedon stuff, probably yeah. discussed on past podcasts. I, I agree with that, and and on the the Snyder cut, we should probably touch on some of the things, some of the key things that were different. So, um, the Amazons lived versus just the Amazons lived. Yeah, so that was cool. In the Joss Whedon version, the Amazons get their butt kicked, and they're like nothing uh, against uh, Steppenwolf. By the way, Steppenwolf is completely different in this Zack Snyder version. He's got like a full 
living like bodysuit of armor, which is pretty cool. I liked um, it much better than this. Yeah. In, in, <laughs> Do we agree? I was not impressed by it. I thought it was kind of unique, but uh, I like the the Amazons uh, in this one because they they kick butt. They they gave him a run for his money, and 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 uh, there was a there was a showdown. There was a fight there. But but can we all agree the Whedon line from his version from Steppenwolf when he goes to fight Wonder Woman is still one of the most hardcore like villain lines ever when that that I feel like Snyder should have kept you mean, when my he turns to her still he's slick like, from the blood of your sisters is that the one yes yeah <laughs> like that is that is one of the things that I wanted to bring up is that Whedon is so much better with his dialogue than. I'll grant that. Like Schneider should have kept some of that Whedon dialogue in there. Mm-hmm. Well, that's one of the problems with I think a lot of these movies. I I think if you watch a movie, especially four hours, there should be a quote that sticks with you somewhere. Well, I, I think yeah. he, he intentionally pulled a lot of that stuff just to distinguish his own movie. From yeah, and I think Whedon he pulled cut. a little bit too much. Yeah, I think but... there were some some of the themes in there, like the original Superman themes were pulled out yes! of this. Like, uh, that 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 honestly pissed me off. Um, I thought that was a nice touch in the Joss Whedon one. So there was, well, yeah, I think there was too much effort to to your point, John, of pulling out what Joss had in there to make it his own. And I think the you know all of the the four by three, the wanting it in black and white, all of that are just signs of where he just wanted too much. I mean, I, well, now that we're talking about music, though, I mean that's another like kind of failing of this movie. Is the yeah there the music is the background music is so generic and forgettable that it yeah that's completely fades into the darkness like that one times of the a thousand big, one of the only musical notes that jumped out at me is when the stupid plane came to pick him up. <laughs> I, I'm gonna have to disagree with you on that. There there was some pretty well done distinguishing music when anytime the Amazons or Wonder Woman came on. Yeah, no, Wonder Woman's got her theme. And I, right. and I actually made a note of that, but that's the only theme in it's the whole not... movie is the Wonder Woman theme. Yeah, you don't yeah. really have a Batman theme. You don't have Superman. You you get the heavy tones and the certain instruments that are obviously supposed to be associated with him, but it doesn't feel like a fully fleshed out theme. You're right. Yeah, and there there is yeah. no actual like Justice League theme. Like if you think about any uh, of the Avengers movies, you've got that yeah. awesome Avengers sting. Yes. Yeah, there's no you know, like that's when the team is assembled. And this is when stuff's yeah. gonna get done. This is their theme music. Yep, and it, and it's consistent throughout the movies. Um, mm-hmm. This one, it, yeah, he pulled so much out that that he robbed some of the identity of things that we liked in the original Justice League. Yeah, and that, like from the Joss Whedon version, you mentioned it uh, when we heard that Superman theme. Yeah, that was so that was cool. a that was like a cool like, moment. That you know, awesome. Yeah, mm-hmm. that John Williams Superman theme is iconic, and not using it is a waste. It is a waste. Mm-hmm. I agree. It's like, it's mm-hmm. like it, yeah, it's it's like thirty years of free advertising that you're just throwing away. Mm-hmm. And then the Batman theme too. That's so good. Yeah, and and because of that, it's like when you when you look at that, are you really doing this for the fans at that point, Zach? If you're if you're if you're taking out those details, this is about you and not right. not doing yeah. jack squat for the fans. Well, you gotta admit though that the cyborg storyline was much better. Oh yeah, yeah no, I, I agree. Much better. 
It was so much better to a degree that I almost wish that was pulled out into its own film. He obviously felt he had a lot. Like you said, like you said, it's like they we. I mean, uh, Snyder felt like he had to actually do the intro films for everybody in this one movie because they didn't go to the effort to actually take the full path of of the MCU and have startup films. This could have been a much shorter film. They wanted quick money. That's what you feel like. They didn't want it to was. They, were, they wanted quick money. John, they had to generate the, the timeline of MCU. Jenna's right, right. So exactly. They the it's quick been cash. brought up, John, Chris, Seth, you were, and I think you're all absolutely right that they did not want to invest in the full movie line that Marvel has done. They wanted to shove it all into Justice League to make money. And <laughs> what's like unfortunate is if they, if they had taken the time, we all would have, I bet, appreciated it much, much more. Just as much as people appreciated the MCU. And we would have paid for eight movies rather than just Yeah, we would have paid for all eight movies. Come on. And and that's where, like, when you look at the epilogue, it it was too much. It felt like too much, like a desperate plea to get the studio to let him keep making the movies. (laughs) Yeah, that epilogue was killer at the end. Just... Okay, so... uh, Like, the Joss Whedon version had that terrible cgi superman scene at the very beginning and when they cut that i was like oh good we didn't need that but then we had the terrible cgi scene at the end like (laughs) what were you doing with that that the cgi there was so bad and what happened at the end well you have martian spoiler alert pop up which again, too many characters now. Now we don't yeah. care. Yeah, it's like just That's just great. enough to like make me go. Well, what about that? Oh, he's gone. I'm not going right. to see him right. anymore. Right. Like, at at the end of Justice League, it gives us another really long. Like how long was that? Almost like ten minutes, something at least uh, of the nightmare vision yeah. of the future that we saw in Batman v Superman. Mm, where yeah. Superman is evil and yeah. so we have this 10 minute long uh, of it with where it looks just completely green screened throughout the entire thing everyone's mm. popping off the background like they don't belong they've got a really badly CGI'd parademon that comes in a couple times mm. and hey the Joker's Jared Leto's Joker is in there to not act like any recognizable joker well he, uh, it, i mean considering the cuts they did to him in the ire cut of suicide squad he actually seemed to make more sense in that that 10 minutes than he than he did, did in the, in the, yeah and again it goes back well. to not having the time to build up any of that plus his face was always blurred out why the heck was his face always blurred out i don't know but it wasn't, wasn't blurred what, out that was the makeup it was the way they no, did it. Was, no, it was fully blurred out several times. Oh, when they yeah, were... several times. Well, I, I want to know why Mara was there. It's like, seemed like just like that's a weird character to have pop up in the middle of the apocalypse. She's a survivor in all, all right. of this, and she's there to confirm that that vision that Aquaman died actually happened in this universe. Because she's like, I want him to suffer for what he did to Arthur. Well, where's Wonder Woman? Was she dead too? Or it's like, yeah, we saw her funeral. All right, yeah, so so what is it with Zack Schneider and visions in these stupid movies? So, so since there's only three women in the entire DC universe, Mara had to be there because they killed the other two. Yeah. Okay. Just just checking. <laughs> I 
So those was, visions things, I almost wish they they had a better explanation or or, or consistency if they had done it earlier in the film. So like any any of the films having Batman, they could have started those nightmares earlier, leading up to like Batman v Superman, and maybe that's his motivation for wanting to stop Superman because of what he the saw. The Suicide Squad. Yeah, they could have they could have started a lot of that earlier, and again they they didn't. So they had to cram all this stuff in there. They could have just cut all that out, almost frankly. Um, but if I would have actually kind of thought that was kind of cool if they had started, you know, Batman starts having these nightmares earlier in in some other side. Well, he did he did in in Batman versus Superman. Yeah, yeah Batman versus still... Superman. But at that point, I mean, he had already had a vendetta against Superman at that point. Um, because of what happened at the at the Wayne building and everything from the from the previous Man of Steel movie. Um, but I mean, having that kind of thing against Superman in that movie, I don't think fully explains it. It, it uh, to Seth's point, that movie was kind of it, the whole and, and, of and to Seth's point on that, I'm sure there's two hours of footage on that one too. That they, that we could do a we could do a Snyder cut on Batman versus Superman, but oh, I did God, no. no, I did put that out I, there. Superman, I did enjoy Batman versus Superman's long enough exploration of collateral damage, and it's truly I, I did. everyone everyone oh. everyone understands that superheroes do collateral damage, but Batman versus Superman showed the collateral damage. Oh yeah, no, that's why I yeah. want the the, Bat, well, the Michael Bay versus Zack Snyder off in collateral damage in some of these movies. Okay, so here's a. Uh, here's a something that struck me as dumb from the very beginning of the movie. It's like we get the Wonder Woman where the Wonder Woman intro where she's saving the bank from the terrorists, right? Very little difference yeah. between the Snyder Cut and the Weedon. Very Weedon little, Weedon. but yeah. one big thing was different, isn't it? Like uh, in the Joss Whedon version, she does the whole uh, like wrist clap to the guy. Yeah. In the Snyder cut, she blows off the entire side of the bank. Yeah. For well, no like reason. That. Like this guy had yeah, just, like, emptied it. Yeah, Aaron's like she could have ran up and bent his gun. Like, what the fuck? We already seen him out he just, like, bitch slapped him. But he was, he was shooting at kids. I don't want to bend his gun. I, I was I was thinking as he's as he's holding that machine gun and she's racing at the speed of the bullets to try to block him. Why didn't the guy just stop and go the other direction real fast? By the time she would have turned well, around. I was like, why doesn't she just, if she's that fast, she could just run to him. Yeah. Well, yeah, right. Well, but that wouldn't point, be cool. You got to show her saving. The no, team. that's fair. Well, but there's also the, like, she killed that guy. Oh yeah. No, there's no like, question about that. In front of every, she turned him into a, at Powder. best, a fine red mist <laughs> before blowing off the side of the bank. Crime doesn't right. pay, children. You left them with millions of dollars in damages. And then they paid, had yeah. the scene where they went on to have her talking to the little girl who's like, I want to be like you, and not like, I just watched a man be liquefied. <laughs> He's on all of us. Yeah. I love the meme, though, that's been going around like, can I be just like you? No, I'm a god. Yeah. <laughs> yes, oh, dear. God. All you have to do is live for 5,000 years and have Zeus as your father. Yes. Another live, good live line. On alien, you think she'd go for younger men. That doesn't have She's 5,000 years old. They're all younger men to her. Yes. Uh, like that, that was actually, actually kind of funny. That, that was funny. That was pretty good. Okay. So now all in all, Seth, you liked it. 
Moment of levity. <laughs> no, no, this was something that no one needed. What the hell's that? Oh. Why the hell did they put Ben Affleck in this again? I hate to keep complaining, but I don't they, like Ben yeah, Affleck. I think Ben Affleck was a terrible choice for because he for loved like he he was Batman. a big name who loved the character. He is a oh, huge whatever. Batman nerd. Well, so? like for him, this was his dream role. <laughs> so, I mean, okay, after another... he destroyed Daredevil, I mean, shouldn't this you was actually his redemption from Daredevil? I all I could say about so that. Another, I actually didn't was mind it redemption that. though. Attempted redemption. Yeah, exactly. I'll give you. I'll give you attempted redemption. I will. And again, Daredevil was out of his hands. He did the best that he could in the setup and the environment that he had. I mean, that Daredevil was also a product of its time. It was a very superhero movie before they like figured out how to do a good superhero. Like Green Lantern. Movie. If you're going to criticize him for Daredevil, you have to criticize Ryan Reynolds for Green Lantern. Okay, if you want me to, you're you're right. We should do that. We should I mean, it's like I think we should have a a, a whole crawl uh, Green Lantern episode. <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> yeah. and, and just just see, start spanking on both of them for a see, while. See, there's the difference between oh. Justice League and or the Snyder Cut and Green Lantern, though, is I would watch Green Lantern two more times rather than the Schneider Cut one more time. Oof. It's like I'm trying to get behind what you're saying, but it's like, is there a third option is where my head's going. But, you know. <laughs> I mean, there's always a third option. There's always death. Death. Again, that's really the option. So uh, there, another difference between the Joss Whedon version and the Schneiderverse or the Schneider cut is that in the Joss Whedon version, we got that beginning scene with Batman where he's like hunting the parademon. Yeah. And he like he scares that guy to bring it out. Yep. And in that, Joss Whedon actually like lets Batman in the movie move like Batman. He does the whole like yeah. disappearing behind things and all that liquid movement that we see out of the good Batman stuff. And that was cool. I liked it. And then they cut it. Yeah. Yeah. Some of the, again, like, taking from the things that worked well and just ditching it just to ditch it was yeah. not a good call. I felt like Joss Whedon was trying to get like Batman back to where, like repair some of that damage that, uh, Schneider had done to Batman and BBS. I think I think that the Batman scene was actually Snyder's, and and he cut it out because it was in the Whedon cut. It's like now I don't think Snyder. I don't think Whedon shot that. I think it was part of Snyder's original stuff. It's like no, because he's Schneider never let Batman be Batman. Like in that scene, he Batman was like moving like Batman does in the comics in the shows. It was classic Batman, and Schneider's never done that with Batman. That might have been Nolan's idea. It was, um, I do appreciate, though, that he welcomed the fan criticism when the Flash is like, what's your superpower? I'm rich. See, that yeah. one was in both. <laughs> he, yeah. did, he did keep that in both, yeah. You can't not superpower, keep it because it's yeah. no, You have to call that out for what it is. Yeah. But <laughs> Batman's more than rich, though. Yes, he is. He is. He's smart, and he crossfits, obviously, from Batman versus Superman. So, like, did the, they keep that in both? They kept it in the Batman versus Superman, but they didn't show him doing the crossfit. Or oh yeah, no, they, yeah, that wasn't in Justice League, but yeah, they, in the Batman v Superman, I I thought that was pretty cool. This version of Batman All the though, is kind of a little more pathetic. He's way more pathetic than 
uh, Batman in many other uh, interpretations. Uh, like, I, I agree. Point always, out, he's old, okay? He's tired, I and he know, can't but, take well, any more steroids. But, but to that point, they do it that way. To that point, in the Joss Whedon version, they, they, he did a much better job of showing him get his butt kicked. I mean, he was in pain, and he knew he couldn't keep this up. I mean, yep. that's one of the driving factors of why he wanted to put that team together. Right. Because he can't do this alone. He doesn't have the strength. The whole right. conversation with him and Diana, where yeah. you see how scarred he is. Yeah. And bruised. He's, he's he is not a he's hero, bruised. like a superhero. But yeah. he never, like, Snyder never had to go that way, though. Like, he went that way because he wanted to do a retelling of the Dark Knight story and, like, mash it up with the death of Superman and a couple other things to try and jumpstart Justice League, but he never had to go with old Batman. Do you think like, do one you of think, my? Go ahead. Do you think that Batman not being a a, a super powered hero makes him more relatable? Not yeah. more relatable because he's, uh, but he's he is like rich. he's he's kind of the testament to that. Uh, given unlimited money, uh, even a vanilla human can keep pace with superman and all these demi demigods yeah with tech you can keep up but yeah yeah but i well, mean same i guess same thing with iron man right yeah except iron man always wins but it's like, like one batman favorites... doesn't always win no he does not one, one of my favorite inter or like uh introductions to the justice league is one of the animated movies when they're all, they, and it just kind of it's kind of the same thing uh the mother boxes appear <laughs> And they all have to come together out of nowhere to form a team and fight it. And like uh, Green Lantern and Batman are tracking one of the boxes in the sewers of Gotham City. And Green Lantern's just like doing the, or like going along and he's like, wait, you're just a guy in a bat costume, aren't you? <laughs> and a couple seconds later, like they're in. And then pretty much immediately after, Batman takes the Green Lantern ring off of his finger somehow. And it's just hmm. like, huh, well, this is interesting. So you're and, just a guy with a ring. And, huh. No, no. Batman took the ring from Green Lantern, which you're not supposed to be able to do. And the Green Lantern's just like, without his powers, all of a sudden he's like, how'd you do that? I know, like, but that's what I'm saying, guy. like, he could have made the same joke right there. Oh, so you're just a guy with the ring. Yeah. yeah. But like, right. that's why, that's one of the reasons like Batman is so cool is because he's just a guy, but he's like trained in every martial art and he can like take the ring from a green lantern. <laughs> At one, in one of the comics I read, he like sneaks into the, he sneaks into the Pentagon at one point and, so, and it's just to talk to someone and they're like, how? And he's like, a couple more computers to bypass, what? <laughs> See, and something like that could have been used to, to do more with the Green Lantern. There could have been a Green Lantern movie, a standalone one where they bring in Bruce at the end and he kind of does that in a conversation oh, yeah. with him saying like, hey, you know, I'd like you to join our team or whatever. And then maybe Green Lantern blows him off. And then when Batman takes the ring, he's like, oh, maybe there's something more to this guy. End the movie, go on to the next one. You know, there could have been much more work done building up to the Justice There is a I rumor think... that there is Green Lantern footage that they did not put into. Yeah, uh, there's supposed to be a Green Lantern cut now or something. Like, Oh, no. 
Yeah. Not kidding. Not, not kidding. unless it's I, Ryan Reynolds. Oh no, it would be Ryan Reynolds. I it, it was Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. He's supposed to be in in uh in Justice League. Hmm. So there's yeah. there's a lot and, and Seth to your to your point, like I would have loved to see a seen a scene like that. Because he too speaks volumes. And yeah, like Batman deserves to be able to shine. Just yes. like he he's the one who's a step ahead of everyone else. Mm-hmm. Well, then they should have put Christian Bale there rather than Ben Affleck. Yes. Thank you. I mean, yeah, they had a ready-made Batman. Exactly. And if they they did. They, uh, three successful movies uh, yep. ready Batman. Agreed. And what they and, should have been doing was the Mar- or the Ender Stings at the end of... Well, I guess I didn't really know they had a huge thing with the Nolan trilogy until... Like the end of the second one, but they could have been doing some stings or some some background building in uh, yep. in the Batman movies to like reference reference Metropolis or Superman existing or yep uh, could have Legends of a Wonder Woman. Yep. Well, DC is not good about tying its properties together. It's like they no. had a whole television empire. And yet they didn't bring those characters onto the big screen. And they, they should have. Because they should have because it's an audience. It's a built-in audience. Everyone would have come to see it. They didn't use the Dark Knight trilogy and make Christian Bale Batman. They they didn't think it through. They just never actually. They need well, a. They need a Faggy. They need a. They need a Faggy real bad. They they well, don't have Snyder's yeah. They don't have one person overseeing the entire decision making process. Yeah. Snyder's supposed to be their Faggy. But, well, that didn't work out. No, it didn't because his whole like I think like his whole vision is hey, what if Superman was the villain at the end of all of this? Yeah, I I wasn't a big fan of that twist to create something like that again. It came across to me as a big plea. Studios, please let me keep meeting uh like making movies by leaving. If you don't like that, then you really don't like where nightmare is gonna go. Because it's like no, Superman. I don't. If it's getting made, because they're the whole thing is like they're saying it's probably not going to be. Yeah, yeah, but and the fans are the fans are like really ramping it up. No, so the like, Schneider I, fans are ramping it. Up. Yeah, it is. So <laughs> the Schneider John, fans is, are ramping. The Schneider up. fans are very different. I feel from the DC fans. John, what we'll is nightmare? Uh, it's a it's basically Dark Side uh, takes over. Superman. So no, it doesn't take like we get to see a vision of this happening is basically like uh Dark Side is attacking the world and mm-hmm. he's killing the heroes, and then we see like the obvious villain, like Lois is dead, and mm-hmm. Superman is like whole, cradling her skeletal remains, <laughs> and then Dark Side comes up behind Superman and rests a hand on his shoulder and he's like she wouldn't you really rather be a villain with me too? I'm sure that now you're very sad about Lois that you can be bad and kill everyone that you also love now. <laughs> and Does that makes sense. That makes sense, right? You sounded yeah. like claymation Santa, man. It's like <laughs> <laughs> That's some weird stuff there. Uh, so would we would we want to see them finish whatever the vision is for Zack Snyder? Is it? Oh. I don't uh, trust them movie? to do it right. I think they're going to cut oh, it short again. Man, like every single Schneider movie it. has been devoid of joy and fun and <laughs> color, and then he made a black and white version to make it even more colorless. I love it. 
I, I love this. I love the Snyder Cut. I did. One Not thing about lie. a black and white version, Seth, is he can't take much more color out of it. <laughs> no, <laughs> next Justice is black. It's just like black on just black. a black Straight screen black. with audio. <laughs> uh, I so here's here's where I struggle with it. Right, I can't stand not finishing any of these visions that are out there right. and, and getting through the reboots. And yes. it, it seems like they're already maybe looking at that. You've got Patterson stepping in as, as Batman now for another film coming out. <sighs> and I'm just like, are we going to no. replace Superman again? What are no. we going to do? Uh, I, I, I enjoy the different takes on films, but if we're going to go the Justice League route, if that's really what we want, um, Something's got to be fixed. Either finish this and call it good, go back to doing your the road, the road. for each of them, and don't ever try it again. The but, route that WB wants to go is individual movies with no interconnection. Then that's fine. I'm okay with that. That's, that's, that's how it kind of used to be. And just just walk away then and start over. Well, Stand, standalone movies over. straight across the board: Shazam, Aquaman, uh, the future Wonder Woman. I can live with that. Shazam, Shazam honestly. is fun. Yeah, but aren't the yeah, interconnections? Don't that doesn't that make it a lot more fun? And I thought so. It does if you're MCU. Yeah, well, but Warner Brothers does not have the capability. They've proven it over and over again to do it. So it's like, well, do they just finish what they started with Justice League and tie it off and call it good, and then go back to independent films? I, I'd want to see a finish of the version because because as it is right now, both Joss Whedon and uh, the Snyder yeah. had something that was a story that wasn't finished, and that drives me nuts personally. <laughs> yeah. See, no, the Snyder cut was a pretty good, like, not not the Snyder cut. Yeah, uh, the Joss Whedon version <laughs> was a decent course correction. It, it was. I'm I'm not saying it's not, but it also had a lot of things in there left to be explained and some loose ends that never really got closed. I think it was the best version out of the out of the two in terms of the story, but the, the Snyder version really wasn't, in my opinion, worth releasing unless they were going to commit to a road going forward. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but that's what it felt like. It felt like, okay, the fans want the cut because it wasn't what we thought it'd be. This will be a way for us to get more money because we were already so close to finishing his vision. So it'll be fine. Now I, I think it's actually cut wouldn't happen without HBO max. Yeah, because because all of these streaming services need a big ticket right now to make it. Sure. Why why go Netflix? Why go HBO Max? Why have what's it called? They're in Peacock a fight for or whatever. They're in a fight um, for. They all have their own yeah. thing. So I don't know if there's a future with HBO Max saying like, "Hey, we did pretty well with the Snyder Cut. Let's do another two-hour one. We don't care if it's going to theaters. We don't care about the Robert Patterson thing. You know." Robert, I think like the, the, for the money they spent to do the Schneider cut, they could have done something like uh, Disney Plus is doing and released a, a smaller live action series that built on what they already had mm -hmm. and course corrected a bit further. And they still could. That that's That's the reality of that is that, you know, with everything that's changed over the past year and a half or so since the pandemic you have all these streaming services that, that there's this battle between going to theater or going to you know streaming first or doing both simultaneously but they're they don't need to be together anymore you don't need right. to go to the theater first before you hit um you know a streaming service so i'm curious to see what will change in the future yeah interesting <laughs> you're so looking that like point, a super Chris, villain, I have... 
So What's I'm that, not saying. Oh. <laughs> sorry, I'm, ahead, I'm not bro. saying that uh, the Schneider cut was boring and long or anything, but this <laughs> yeah, you cat were. fell asleep so hard during it that she was <laughs> drooling out the side of her mouth. <laughs> it was like a little drool bubble. Like mm. I got up at one point and she was like, was drooling, just like not not even the loud sounds had woken her up. But. Uh, you know, to that point, Chris, interestingly, I have seen some commercials lately for some new movies that are coming out, and they specifically put on their only in theaters. And um, I'm wondering if you guys think, what do you guys think of that approach? Do you think that HBO Max is setting this expectation now that it's going to be released on streaming and theaters at the same time, and that people are going to expect that going forward? And as a result, movies that are released theatrically only in the in the beginning do you think that's going to suppress um audience turnout i think we know yeah. yeah i think i think that's i think that's a question that's up in the air because um the same people that have these contracts or agreements with hbo max are the same studios that also have an obligation to kind of keep the theaters going if that's what we want i think people want that yeah. um i think the whole I think a lot of the stock market thing that's going around, like your GameStop and AMC, uh, play into that a little bit. Uh, so I bring that up only because AMC is involved with that and, and where are they going to go with their theaters and things opening back up. But uh, I, I think, yeah, I, I don't know that we have the answer to that, but I think it does come into play. And I think we'll probably end up talking about it again at least a couple more times this year sure. um, as things slowly kind of trend back to normal if we're lucky. And uh I think that, uh, you know, HBO Max is going to be looking for those opportunities. Um, so it's really going to depend on the studios, what they want to see happen with their stuff. Um, yeah. And it's not just HBO Max, it's the other streaming services out there as well uh, that, that all have this kind of opportunity. So are we going to have a future simultaneous releases? Disney Plus has been doing it. So if you want it on, I think they're going to do it with the new, uh, uh, what's Disney Plus's big thing coming out here soon? Um, Anyways, they're going to release it same time they do in theater. But if you want to watch it at home, you can pay $30. So even though you already have a Disney Plus subscription, you can pay ahead of time. And you're still going to collect that money either way. Wow. Yeah. For $30, I should That's just a lot of get money. the movie. It, is it, though? How much do you pay when you go to the theater? Uh, not that much. Well, it depends. Family of four? Goes to the theater. I'm just saying, in 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 all, unless you go on like the discount nights or whatever, yeah. um, they're going to collect their money one way or another. That's, that's, that's tickets and small popcorn, man. Yeah, yeah, you're that's, getting uh, the experience with that. They, like, or if you go to uh, what are you paying when you go to? Um, uh, oh my gosh, I've got the name of the theater. Alamo Draft House. Alamo Draft House. You're going to buy a beer. You're going to buy whatever. So they're, they're oh, going to collect that money. I think at $30 is literally yeah, right on the money. $5 Tuesdays, too. Movies yeah. are too nostalgic. And I think because I think there are some filmmakers who specifically are going to only want to do theater first release because they, they do want to keep that medium alive. And I think especially all these people who've done this for a year and if they're starting to have kids they want their kids to have the movie theater experience because that was so essential to their childhood mm -hmm. like yeah, it's I'm gonna not... be i think it's gonna go the other way where you're gonna have this backlash of people who wants to be back in the theater well, amc well... amc has literally made a deal with uh universal where 
they get the movies for three weeks before Universal can put them out on streaming service. Mm-hmm. And you mm-hmm. might see more deals like that start to emerge. Yeah, and I would I would expect to see more deals like that. And and I don't I don't say this as in uh, Jenna to your to your backlash point. I, I don't know if there's gonna be a lot of backlash because we we know what we want and and the people want to go to theaters. They want to get back out there. However, the reality is we live in a in a world where it might not <laughs> always be safe to do so going forward. And people want to have their options. And the reality is people will still pay that money. And I think Disney Plus will prove that this year. Um, we'll see how many people stayed at home to watch it first, went to the theaters, or both. You have people that don't go to the movies anymore that will happily pay, but they don't want to go out to the actual theater. They're, I think you're still going to have the same amount of people, if not more, this year anyways, going out to the theater. And then you're going to have um, – a larger audience as well that are now just paying instead of going to the theater. And so they're going to collect mm-hmm. their money, uh, if not earn a little bit more, I think. Um, I think theaters can be around. I would support them. I'm a huge fan of that. On my birthdays, I used to go to the theater, and I'd be there all day. I would go to the first movie that they have at 10, 11, 12, whatever, and I would go back to back to back and watch movies all day. I, I love the theater. On my birthday, I, I usually always go to the planetarium and watch a show. Yep. And I, and, I, and I think that's going to continue. I don't think that's going away. But I think that, that people are going to have the option where they no longer need to wait as long for that to become available outside the theater. It's mm-hmm. going to be two, three weeks, maybe of exclusive exclusivity in the theaters, and then boom, you can watch it at home. Hey, well, speaking of Alamo Drafthouse, uh, since they declared bankruptcy, has anyone heard what's going on with them? I have not. That's actually a really good point. I've not seen any updates on that. Yeah, I was just wondering, we, uh, Linda and I happened to drive by the Alamo Draft House here in town the other day, and it was just kind of sad. The parking lot was all empty. and uh, I'm sure that there is, I mean, bankruptcy is, a, is an economic restructuring. I'm yeah. sure that they're, they're, they're trying to realign. But I, I read that the Alamo Draft Houses in, in Omaha are not going to go away. They might close some spots oh, in other places, but uh, uh, wherever they have an excess of theaters, maybe. So, I think the thing to be ready for, though, if because I know just about all of us will when we can go back to the movies. Sure. Is there's probably going to be a lot of loud popcorn eaters because people are used <laughs> to being by themselves. Yeah, <laughs> a good point. Just people farting <laughs> in the aisles, just like yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. We've lost all our social niceties. I think there's yeah. going to be some adjustments, and yeah. Yeah. First time you go to the <laughs> that guy up after... front took off his pants. What? <laughs> First time you go to a theater after uh, a year of quarantine, you're sitting there with all these other people. You're gonna be like. Wait a minute, why did I miss this? <laughs> yeah, I think his robe. What? Yeah, yeah. I, I think that's gonna be a thing. I, I think it's gonna be awkward for a while before it gets back to normal. So yeah. I for one am and kind of like now wanting to do a, a group of people dressed in like pajamas and bathrobes to go as a group to the theater now. Yeah. Yeah. Just be... like toothbrush hanging out of your mouth. <laughs> I, I've got the, I've got the perfect cookie monster slippers for that particular one. I'm all, I'm all set. Some some theaters did things where you could rent out the theater. I hope they continue that um, yeah. As, yeah. as a way to continue to earn money there. Um, they're they're going to need it. But I think, uh, like I was mentioning earlier, a lot of people support the theaters. They want them to keep going. Um, I thought it was cool when they were doing the whole uh, drive-up theater thing for a while where they had the projectors outside displaying it up against the side of them when they couldn't have people inside or anything like that. I would like to see a lot of those 
uh, creative solutions continue um, just because I think it was a neat, it's a neat change and uh, I think it works still. Yeah. Well, um, what do you guys think about um, the uh, possibility of another last Starfighter uh, sequel coming yeah, out? I want one so bad. I, I'm, I'm all up for that. that. Yeah. I, I will take either a sequel or a, this is one of, one of the few that I will take a reboot plus a sequel. Right. Sounds so, like, um, yeah, I mean, if it if they produce it and they do a good job and it's popular, I could see sequels in it. I think you'd almost have to do a reboot because the special effects are so dated on the original. And oh, yeah. no one really know like how many people know the last Starfighter. Like, Probably not many. Now, now I will say though yeah, the movie plus. is really, really, sh it's shorter than it should have been, and it's. I mean, I went, um, I watched it a couple of years ago. It wasn't all that great, but it was still good original. I thought it had a lot there to work on for a reboot. I think there's sure. plenty. Oh there. yeah, there's stuff there. There so, is. There's so if they reboot it though since arcade machines really aren't the cultural touchstone they were when the first one came out mm. it'll be an the, load the software into random ps5s or xboxes and that way you actually get ps5 uh, playstation or xbox to, and to be then part they of get the a whole with. team of people i i don't know yeah. I, I wouldn't say Why that not? because i i wouldn't say you need to change that because they can we don't have an issue i think today's setting uh, the time period, so they could still set it back in the same time that it yeah, was. That is, well, that or get the, the or it's like a three D. It's the three D glasses. They're a three D glasses company, and oh, they're, they're, they're yeah. trying to see who's doing the best game in the world. There we go. That that would be a fine premise too. If to, they could figure it out with Tron, they can figure it out with the last. They, but they didn't. They I didn't suppose, figure yeah. it out with Tron. <laughs> <laughs> they did. They tried, but they didn't. They, they like, tried, but. I, I think I think there's I think it can be solved whether or not they do it right I, I don't Man, know but I I need to listen to that still have on soundtrack again that was good you still have an arcade well, that game punk, that, that's that, why too bad they're broken up now but why'd you gotta bring that up Chris I'm sorry <laughs> you gotta hurt us like <laughs> that Chris too soon <laughs> sorry Charles you were saying something oh no it's just but but it, it was I think you could have an arcade game still because he was in a trailer park yeah. in the middle of nowhere. That's true, you know. Yeah, and it can be like a guy who collects them. A guy, a guy at my work. Um, yeah. he actually is. He buys. Uh, It'd be nice to see. He him still come buys back, arcade actually. machines, pinball machines, and it's his whole basement. You know, it's just uh, gaming things. There's still those fans out there, so I think you could still put an individual out there that but, still has those things to still make it well, run. And there, there are still arcades. I mean, there yeah. are arcade pizza places and all that. Could mm -hmm. you do the same thing with an app on your phone? If they deployed an app, because it would certainly reach more people. Well, part yeah, but part of the original movie was like that the arcade machine kind of uh, yeah, the controls resembled the yeah controls the controls the resembled yeah. that. So unless they have their unless like the ship is piloted like this, <laughs> yeah, and I would I would argue don't go it's the both. app route. Don't do any of that. Bring uh, I think it's an opportunity to bring back maybe like a retro arcade thing and there's going to be a manufacturer out there that would be happy to do it oh, and they yeah. could have a oh, they yeah. have a console version of it or whatever but they should sell maybe a limited run five ten thousand of these or whatever when How they, go, when they come out with a movie 
Absolutely, opportunity there, and they should. Where, where, yes, well, well, these were put in arcades. arcades. Where would you put these now? So popular right now. There's yeah, still some arcades basements. out there, and there's people that, like I said, put them in their basement. There's right. there's still places for these. You don't need a a place in public because that's not going to go well right now. I don't think over the next two or three years of selling that right. to people. Um, so it can still be in an arcade form, and you can still have a video game of it that can be played on a phone or an iPad or whatever, or the PlayStation or Xbox. But I don't think it okay. should be. I don't think it should be marketed that way because it's just another. I don't want it to turn into a video game movie. I think we all agree. Oh, yeah. that, they always f those up hardcore. We all agree that it can be done. We it all agree that it should be combat. done. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. like this is something that should be pursued. It's like, but yeah, it's like I, I am all down with that. So I am. About, all, do you think there should be a remake of Crawl? I was about to ask the same you were. thing. <laughs> See, I now Chris, so. Chris, I, Chris missed our show where we did crawl, and then he, I was talking to him, and Chris is a fan. Chris is. <laughs> I like crawl. I really do. Yeah. I don't know what the problem is with it. And I don't think it needs a remake. I, oh, me either. Don't? <laughs> I don't think I don't. it needs a remake God. either. I don't. I don't Probably think not it for the same remake. reason. Take it for it's all it's good and bad, right? It. I. I will I equate really crawl. I'll equate crawl <laughs> to. Uh, uh, I'm not saying it's as good. Don't get me wrong. To like the Princess Bride, just leave it be, right? Yes. Don't don't remake I it. Don't feel that you, it. you just committed some kind of weird yeah, ass for me by just <laughs> using Princess those. Bride is a perfect Princess movie. Bride and Crawl in the same sentence, man. That's no. I'm, right. I'm saying in terms of originals, it should not be touched. Labyrinth. I'm not yeah. saying that it's as good or on the same level. I'm talking about movies that should not be remade, and Crawl is one. Like Young Frankenstein. I agree with I agree with Chris that it should not be made. In fact, this is one movie oh, that should be oh, unmade. But here's a fun oh, oh, that's going too far. What if they rebooted Lex? What? You do I guess don't Lex? remember Lex? You, oh man, the, you are one of the chief fans Lex. of Lex. No, Lex Lex it. was like, I mean, I my experience with Lex was late night uh on like sci-fi and it's yeah. like what and the it's hell like is it's it? strange. It's 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 it was, honestly just mind warping. Really, it was a Canadian German collaboration in terms of a TV series that really broke a lot of norms. Um, mm-hmm. It got into a whole bunch of things of gender identity, mm-hmm. uh, sci-fi. That's really exploring weird. all sorts of crazy futuristic concepts that were generally really dark. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, no, no, it was, and it's, and they had Tim Curry, so. That, that they had, they had a lot of actors. Yeah. They had Rutger Hauer pop up on these. Um, Sweet. Was it kind of an anthology series or was it the same cast of characters? It was the same cast of characters because it started off as three movies on Showtime, Tales from a Parallel Universe. Mm. And then Sci-Fi uh, picked up the TV series that developed afterwards. I oh. like the... All right, Lex can come back. Kroll... Let's just let's just walk away from crawl. Take a fork in it. It's done. It's, I refuse to walk away from crawl. If they release a special edition Blu-ray, I will buy it today. You want the Snyder <laughs> cut? You want the Snyder cut? I will of take, crawl. No, I will not take a Snyder cut. Don't Black and white. It's, four it's hours long. Is. Four hours long. It's, it's, can, you can you imagine? Can you imagine like the rock montage climbing? Uh, yeah, turns I was about into, to like, say. It's, it's just an hour <laughs> of him like badly <laughs> climbing rocks. Yeah. Oh, oh, falling off and then trying to hey look i'll reach into the lava to grab this glaive thingy that i can't use oh i think that poor cyclops character needed her a hair 
Dear the God. Cyclops was the best part of the whole movie. <laughs> the, yes. the it was the was 80s. Cool. Uh, I am I destined to die here. No, wait, it's over there that I'll die. Yes. You know, wait, he could have his own spinoff. Yeah. Oh, there you go. <laughs> I like that, Charles. <laughs> oh, I, I like the idea of a remake of Crawl. The Cyclops show. I think the uh, the crow the frisbee should talk back though. I mean <laughs> frisbee, the night frisbee thing. <laughs> the, the glaive. glaive. Yeah, the glaive. I think they should have yeah. conversations. Only it should be an air end. freshener. <laughs> no, it's glaive. But at the end, oh, it was the power of uh, the magic chlamydia that saved yeah. them all. <laughs> oh my god! I'm still I'm still getting past the Snyder cut of of gla- of uh, of crawl, and it's like that intro scene where they're just writing for no reason. <laughs> it's like I'm like that had to be 45 minutes long. It was it was like <laughs> a scene. It was like a Monty Python thing where they're just yeah. writing around. Like, yeah. It is kind I, of comparable to the opening of the Snyder cut where Superman's just screaming <laughs> for five minutes. So look, I'm not saying the movie doesn't have flaws. I'm saying for it was what nineteen nineteen eighty something, early nineteen eighty before I was born. Early yeah. Oh my That's god. Like, so what you're saying right now, Chris, is kind of like holding a piece of coal and saying, So I know this diamond has flaws. <laughs> well when I saw, you know, that, when I saw All right, all right. That one, yes, that was exactly it. And and Chris just take that one. Just when I saw and I, I think it gets missed. I mean, this has been missed. when I saw the original crawl, it was in 3D. Oh geez. I that think it had a whole it? layer of crap to it. That was long before 3D. Well, no, no, there was a an earlier. It, it, it was laser disc. That's how Bill and I got it. Well, see, but it was in theaters. It was in theaters as 3D. He's right. <laughs> and it's it? like if you watch the movie, you can see how it's kind of designed that way, especially with the glaive scenes. Yeah. Uh, but it's like, it's it's yeah. So I, I wasn't aware of that, but it makes sense thinking about those some of those scenes why they were filmed yeah. the way they were. Yeah. That's what a 3D, you know, made to be not 3D would kind of look like. So yeah. See, Chris, you could have had it on laser disc. <laughs> I, I could have had it on laser disc. Uh, is that right. a picture of the monster from Krull or, or Jabba the Hutt? That's Steppenwolf. It's Jabba the Hutt in a really bad mood. It is, it is. No, no, Seth, it's the bat that comes out of Martha's grave in Batman versus Superman. <laughs> oh, God. God. No, uh, actually, you want to talk about 3D movie throwbacks. Jaws 3 with Dennis Quaid, when they literally filmed it for the 3D glasses. Horrible. And you just like see the giant sharks that a lot of shark movies have taken I, from coming from I, the I, underwater lab. I need to know, Chris, what about Crawl do you like? Uh, <laughs> like the, overall, the overall story, the music, the fantasy world that they're in, they try oh. to do their best in just depicting this world of that. So that so mm-hmm. imagine me being a child at this point by the time this has come out, seeing that, uh, I can get pretty involved and engaged in a world like that. So I feel like does it compare to things that we have today? No, but I also don't think they're we're getting any type of fantasy movie that comes close uh, to fulfilling that short of like Lord of the Rings. Right. I mean, that, that's all we've had. So when I go back and I look for these movies that, that depict a completely different world, horses that run on fire, you know, yeah. uh, cyclopses and stuff like that, you're not going to get that anywhere. And Kroll uh, has the essence of that. As poor of a movie as it is, find me another Kroll. You're not, you're not going to have one, really. Well, yeah, what, we, what 
uh, Hollywood needs to do is freaking read some books. And <laughs> I have one word. New so, books. All right, one word answer. Okay. One word answer for Chris Willow. Watch Willow. Uh, okay, Willow. Yes. Okay. You're right. And that one's Will, Willow's a Val Kilmer film that's from 1988. Uh, he knows yeah. that, that is movie. One. How dare you? Well, but no, like George the, Lucas. For the fans, for the people who are listening to us, I wanted to just give a little background real quick. Rather no, than and just that, throw and it that's out fine. There. Willow, but that is one. And we haven't had what? Anything since 1988 then? Right. Um, uh, I mean, no, you like I said, you've had Cole the Conqueror. You've had uh, a Momoa's yeah. version of Look. Conan the Barbarian. Do you really? Do, we no, could do a whole show. Of, <laughs> we um, could do a whole show on the mistakes of Kevin Sorbo. Do you want to do that? <laughs> we, we go you down that road. So you're right. There's Willow. Um, <laughs> just mentioned the other one though. Uh, no, there's a lot of like fantasy movies that seem to stop though, like fantasy world movies that seemed after Lord of the Rings is like everybody threw up their hands and gave up. Exactly. Well, right. And Why should we even, try even before anymore? Lord of the Rings, you had those handfuls. It was like back in the 80s, maybe early 90s, we had something. And yeah. then there's, there's really been nothing. Because mm -hmm. they were riding the whole Hercules and Xena popularity where people wanted to see more stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Just it is what it is, but uh, I mean that, that's why I like that's why I like Cole because it was kind of the you know for me it was one of the earlier on movies that had that kind of stuff. When was the last time you saw it? Uh, maybe three months ago. Okay, all right. Movie. Then then is you have trash? no excuses. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> you have no excuses. <laughs> it, it look if you're going to give me such a such a shit about uh, you me not enjoying. Uh, is that Snyder stuff is while that... you insist that you can enjoy it. You gotta let Chris enjoy crawl. <laughs> uh, I'm still piecing the syntax together from what you were saying, but uh, I think you're yes, yes, I do. I have to let you like crawl. It's in fact, I want you to like crawl for me. <laughs> it's like, and I, I think there's a lot of people that want you to enjoy crawl so much that you can enjoy it for them too. So, John, if you were strapped into a chair and forced to watch a movie and you had a choice between Crawl and Beneath the Skin, what would you choose? Straight up, give me a glade, baby. Give me a glade. I'm watching Crawl. The thing with me though, is I enjoy pretty much every movie, good or bad. Yeah. Like, well, have you seen Under the Skin? <laughs> It's like it's 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 like a really badly done travelogue is really what what under the skin is. But. I, to get us away, I want to talk about one last thing with okay. uh, the Schneider cut. Oh boy! So in I feel this has been therapy for you. You have literally, <laughs> you know, you've let it all out. No, you have no, released the absolution and there's a lot of text string from discord that shows Seth will never be resolved with Wait, two more things two more things i want to talk about yeah, okay. one what the hell was up with that opening aquaman scene and the singing women and the woman yes. who just like sniffs his shirt she wasn't I know. important why was that part of the vision i don't know exactly. it was pretty with... weird yeah that was that, a good part that, that was creepy. So it was showing how they worship him kind of as a as a like a folkloric demigod. Yeah. In a he creepy wanted way. To jump his bones. It didn't matter. Yeah, and then like, that too, the, the bone jumping thing. Could have been cut. The bone like, jumping. 
the way we're focusing on that woman smelling his shirt, it's like, okay, maybe she's in love with him. Maybe she's going to come back. You know what that means to me? That means that there's more B-roll on the floor and we're going to get another Zack Snyder cut. (laughs) It was actually supposed to be a star movie. Point two. Second thing. (laughs) At the end of Man of Steel, like when he breaks Zod's neck and we get that whole long drawn out no from Superman and then at the end of the Schneider cut this is only a couple months later they he they freaking just behead Steppenwolf and send him through send him Wonder through Woman through everyone's like gathered together at the end like we fucking killed that guy hey no like I kind of appreciated the message that Wonder Woman was sending she wasn't just sending him through well, she was sending him through headless, like, don't come oh, back. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that was a straight Wonder up MS 13 moment right there. But Superman should still be like, oh, God, fuck, guys. <laughs> we killed that guy. You weren't supposed to do that. I mean, I know I took off a piece of his hammerhead, you know, his hammerhead shark thing going on, but I didn't fully kill him. Yeah, we weren't going to kill the guy. Like at least at the end of uh, like oh please Batman is version they had people. that it was still dumb but the whole like the parademons come for your hatred you know, is almost personal I don't it was still dumb. I, I feel dumb. I feel did Zack Snyder touch you <laughs> is there a problem here show us on the doll where he touched you <laughs> hold up Superman again he he doesn't get Superman but still like that's not. Like the difference between the two things is like you can't have Superman be all weepy when he murders one guy and then just like, okay, well, yeah, well, it was his whole okay, people, he was killing literally yes. his whole people. Yeah, so I was just about to say, I bet yeah. if the take on Superman initially with him killing Zod was the fact that he had to kill his own kind, and the last of his kind, his Zod was the last Kryptonian asshole to him. <laughs> yeah, but he was still the last Kryptonian. Yes, he would have rather not had to kill Zod, I bet. And he knew his father. It's like... Yeah, it's his last link to his that. actual family. Yeah. like it, He knew Jor-El. Like, all he knew was that Zod was some asshole who came to kill everyone he knew. And yeah. like... Like and the only way to stop him was to kill him. Like that was the whole like Superman killing was supposed to be the whole dark point of this stupid movie. <laughs> and it like crushing him that he had to kill. Well, he still but has was the... no one to Superman. He didn't care about him. But no, it's like I I felt a connection. It's like I I actually felt that Zod and the actor who played Zod was really good. I I gotta say, it's like I really liked his portrayal. In spite of his Franciscan monk bull cut. Well, <laughs> that that's it. Looked like they all had it. It's like it seemed to be like yeah, Krypton really did need. Yeah, it's like Krypton has like the uh, Kim Jong Un kind of haircut style, where you know the males <laughs> only get six haircuts, and it's like so that's the Krypton way. It's like maybe they brought the Krypton bowl with them so that they could like do their haircuts. <laughs> that's what the whole planet transformation thing would have done. It would have given everyone that bowl cut. And yeah, Superman needs. Oh, I'm sorry, the that. Caesar. It just felt really way more yeah. pronounced when you see his body in Batman versus Superman than that. Yeah. Well, his hair was wet at the time. Fair enough. So, but it's, it's it's no, I I I felt that yeah, the the death scene was a little uh was was perfect for what I thought he was feeling. It's like 
but you know this yeah, is but, and my, my point is that the 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 remorse and grief he feels at killing at in uh in this one in man of steel do not match steppenwolf wasn't casual he's elitist the casual execution that they deal out to steppenwolf at the end uh, i don't know well, but I, I feel but like superman didn't do it wonder woman did it he set it up you see, but you know, you can do a finishing move and not know that that you know your partner is going point, to kill somebody. More point, more point. I guess my my take on it from the Man of Steel when when Superman kills Zod was that was more of a personal thing um, to what John was saying that that he's killed a link to his 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 family line to his people or whatever. I I don't know. I never got the impression that that he was he was so internally hurt because he had to kill someone. It was more that he had to kill Zod. Yeah, the last Kryptonian. So, hmm. so Cyborg is a bad guy, right? He's got this unprecedented power uh, over all the financial situ financial institutions. He has the, the ability world. to do that. Yeah. No, his father. Like it felt like the intro. His father setup was more that this guy should be a villain, super villain, not. Well, not a supervillain. Like he's like the villain for what he chooses not to do because he's looking at the vast uh, distribution of wealth, like at all of the people who have all the money, and he can just like fix it like this. Just like go, okay, Jeff Bezos, you have ten dollars, and all of your workers now have your distributed okay but that would be the wrong thing ruin, to do. that wouldn't make no, like then how do you keep the system that you love because if you do that to jeff bezos potentially then you destroy <laughs> amazon you're and, not going to get yeah. your free show and, you just and, and although jeff bezos has too much capitalism requires inequality you cannot have uh, a world that that has capitalism I don't, yeah i don't think it makes him a villain for not doing it it's the fact that he he can do something about it and they show that they, they show him with, with somebody who needed help, and he, he takes a moment to address that. With one person, but he could fix the whole thing. Oh, like, but, why, could, but, why, but why introduce it? The movie's not about that, though. Yeah. 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 Why introduce it? Why give him that? That's, okay, that's, that's fair, but they're, they're giving a perspective on what, and what reaches of his powers that he has. And it shows his character by, okay, so he has access to this. What would he do with it? Okay, so he's going to help this person, gives them a little bit extra money so they can make the rent payment or whatever, and then they move on. I don't think. And, and besides, he was just getting used to his powers. Maybe he is going to do that at some yeah. point. You know, you don't know. That don't movie. Know. Uh, that movie. That movie. They made woman. that movie. It's called Mad Max, and that's exactly what you're going to find <laughs> if you if you try to make everyone completely equal economically no, not in a capitalist society. Equal, just like. Well, I don't know. Take, take, no, but here's the thing too you're assuming then that everyone who is really wealthy isn't already doing good stuff with that money <laughs> so i think <laughs> i think trouble. i think yeah. they should make lex luther a marxist okay and, <laughs> and seth you're losing the perspective that you're wealthy to 95 percent of the world so that person may think you need to be taken down from your wealth yeah, yeah it's decides, like, honestly, you're wealthier than half the people on the planet, Seth. No, that is true. That's just a way more complicated like scenario than yes, why why step in on that? Why yeah. step in? So I, I guess moving off of that though. Like, uh, <laughs> so, uh, Steppenwolf sets up in Chernobyl, right? 
Uh, no, they, they don't call it Chernobyl, Moscow, but that was impacted by Chernobyl. Basically Chernobyl. They imply Chernobyl as okay. Yeah. So, yeah, I thought it was. I thought it was either Chernobyl, or at least supposed to be the DC equivalent of Chernobyl. Yeah, something like, like that. Maybe an easier solution to duking it out would have just been to have like that area is irradiated anyway. Just have. Cyborg send a few dozen nukes at it. <laughs> Often them up for places already messed up. We yeah. didn't had people living there. Yeah, I know. It was like hmm. that, that wasn't a good part of Whedon's, really. No. Like, oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> Saying blue though. We are all irradiated, but uh yeah. the bug things that came to live here afterwards were the bad part of living here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The, the parademons, yeah, that made it suck. I was, real, I was kind of starting to get used to the radiation, and and then then the parademons. I mean, how else are we going to become superheroes if we don't live with the radiation? Right. Well, that reminds me of a Family Guy where Adam West tried to get superpowers by rolling around in toxic waste. Yeah. And... <laughs> no, you have leukemia. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well. Uh, we got to wrap it up here. We got a hard stop uh, at 1130 today. So got a lot of good discussion. Um, we need to take a final vote. Yes. Josh thumbs Whedon up or thumbs or down Snyder. on the Schneider cut. Or, or, or which one you prefer, Joss Whedon or Snyder? I prefer the Snyder cut by far. Snyder cut. Joss Whedon. Jenna? I abstain. Well, I don't oh, think I saw the original. Yes. That's, that's oh. coward. You coward! <laughs> All right, Charles. Well, I didn't, I, I, I didn't see the Wheaton cut, but uh, I'm against director's cuts in general, so thumbs down for both of them. <laughs> well, Linda and I haven't seen the uh, full Schneider cut yet, so we can't really vote. You we'll have vote to report back. Yeah, we'll have All to right. do another check-in. Yeah. yeah, we'll have to do another check-in. So we, we should definitely have the vote, but I'd be curious to see if it's as mixed as. I kind of feel the opinions are on it. You, you got some people on one side and some on the other. So I feel a four-hour movie is ridiculous. So <laughs> uh, my cat votes Schneider cut because it was an excellent nap for her. Nice. <laughs> you, you just, you just, it's like I just, you just, I, I don't know what Snyder personally did to you. It's he like made the whole like his he made Man of Steel and Batman v Superman and the Snyder cut. That's what he did to me. I, oh, right. I, I feel it's more that, than that. And with we'll that, well, that's up. all he needed to do to me. <laughs> we will go ahead and close this out. <laughs> I'm going to close it out forcibly in a minute. <laughs> 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 um, yeah, thank you all for watching another show. I think, uh, uh, especially this one, we had a lot of good discussion on the Schneider cut versus the Wheaton cut. So watch them, check it out, see what you think. And uh, we'll check uh, out Crawl while you're at it. Just, yeah. just for fun. Uh, Linda and I will weigh in next time on uh, what we thought of the uh, Schneider cut. And uh, right. we're also starting to watch the Irregulars on Netflix. We were uh, two shows into that. That is a very good show. Uh, the acting's very good on it. Stories are really good. I mean, for unknown and, actors, um, uh, maybe next time we'll have a review of that because uh, Netflix has released them all so you can kind of binge watch them. So uh, check that out. It's kind of a um, Sherlock Holmes type of um, story, a supernatural uh, bent to it. So uh, check that out and we will see you all in another two weeks. Thanks for watching. We'll see you later. Bye-bye. Bye. Later. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Galactic Driftwood Podcast. For more information and past episodes, 
please visit our website at galacticdriftwood.space or subscribe to us on YouTube. And now, please deactivate your cranial downlinks, collect your towels, and be sure to watch your step as you exit our gravity well.